shocking, terrifying toys. With Adam and Blake. Pure plastic joy. <laughs> Isn't it great? No one's safe from your addiction. It'll take your life. When you die, your tombstones will be. Welcome to an extra spooky episode of Shelf Death, a bone collector's podcast. Is that what we said last last Halloween? Sure, sounds right. I think that's what we called it. I'm your host, Blake Walker, and here with me, as always, is the Juice Demon costume from Spirit Halloween to my screen-accurate Beetlejuice. It's Adam Timish. <laughs> Hello. How are you? That's, that was pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it worked better in rehearsal. <laughs> and I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Um so it's what is this? The fourth time we've done an annual spooktacular? Yeah, it's it's probably the most consistent thing about this podcast. <laughs> it really, really is. You can always count on that. You can count on the special spooky theme. Um and usually well, in the past we we had the the usual suspects, these um these chuckleheads, uh, these local chuckleheads that we used to bring in, but uh, this is this is no ordinary spooktacular, is it? Because we got we got a special guest this time, uh, a serious spookster, right? A total <laughs> a total spook boy, um, a scary ghost joining us today from Sydney, writer, uh, known spooky internet personality, prince of the night, and friend. It's Tom G. Wolf. How are you, Tom? G'day, guys. Great to be back on here. I'm. Uh, I would clap for you, Tom, but um, Blake has often criticized how loud my claps come across. So just know that I am clapping in my heart. That's a that's a niche criticism, Blake. I have to say, like you know, cl- like yeah. I, I know it stuffs no, up the levels no, I like and it. so on, but still, like. no, it's fine. <laughs> you can you can clap. I I I'm, I said I like it. I'm not criticizing. I, I, I can't clap. I can't clap for myself. That would be that would be no, not. gauche. You know. To... Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just act like someone else did it. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Great to be here. Great to be here. Thanks for coming. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's. Uh, I think last time I was on was the wrestling episode for um, yeah, the so toys that made that us. was the big. <laughs> that was the yeah. That was the beginning of 2020 before we kind of knew that 2020 would be a, a total shit show. Mm-hmm. That was, was also the day I realized how uh, I know absolutely nothing about wrestling. I was completely yeah. educated in that episode. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, I, I hope it did some some service for for you and for for Blake and for all the listeners out there. It, uh, I listened back to it recently, and I was sort of thinking, oh, there's so much more I could have said. But I think you know that's just the nature of podcasting. You can always sort of look back at what you did and think, oh, I could have done more about that. But that, that's is, all right. That's all right. Yeah, and that's something I've noticed since podcasting. I'm very critical of our local radio DJs here for saying <laughs> dumb shit all the time. Like, they never seem to know what they're talking about. But I realize no. that when you're just trying to relate information in the moment, you say a lot of – not you, but me personally – say a lot of wrong things a lot of the time. I'll listen back on an episode and just be like, well, nothing I said in that episode was correct. But I can definitely attest to that because um, 
years and years ago, back when I was a teenager, I did some community radio for a little while. And the fact that it was kind of a shambles was part of its big charm. But conversely, you know, I don't know how that went over for the actual listeners at home or anything like that. It must have been a mixed bag. But, you know, we, we were 18, 19. Who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah. We all made, you know, we all made radio shows as a kid on our Play School cassette decks. It's, uh, you don't need to brag about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did, did little, it. did anyone else do this where I'd record like a Hootie and the Blowfish single off of the radio and then put my little interstitial chatter in between? Uh, uh no, uh, that must have been all you, bud. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. It you was know, that little Play School thing with the microphone on it. I definitely thought about doing stuff like that, but could never quite make it work because our, our little, we had a ball deck um, tape player. Um, so in theory, it would have been quite easy to do and I could have done it at home. But the, yeah. the microphone was one of those built-in ones and it was just so poxy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember trying to record a few things and it not, you know, even by mid-90s home recording standards, it wasn't amazing. <laughs> what Blake's not telling you is that he uh, sent his demo in at, uh, to KGBX and got shut down by Woody P. Snow. That's a local reference for everyone who doesn't know. <laughs> Woody P. Snow is, um, I can't say it, but... Cock, he's a cockhead. That's for that's for Tom. <laughs> I was I was going to say that's that's got to be a made up name, doesn't it? I mean, you know, Tom G. Wolf is my real name, and that name sounds pretty made up. Like, so yeah, I think it's the up. interesting thing about Woody P. Snow is that um, while he is strictly a local celebrity and not even in kind of a has been local celebrity at that, um, he actually was on an episode of Babylon Five. Do you remember this, Blake? It was big local. <laughs> No, that he what? got he got cast in an episode of Babylon Five, and he also wrote that, some hit song like in the late seventies or early eighties that was kind of a one hit wonder. He didn't. I don't think he performed oh. it, but he he wrote the song, so he had some to some credit song. to his name. So so this guy I'm looking is, up what song for for Go us ahead. international listeners. This guy is like a total sub Rick D's or something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I I'll assume that's correct. Yeah. So, obviously, it's the Halloween episode, fellas. So, do we have any... What What have you guys yeah. been buying? Have you buy anything particularly spooky or... Well, yeah, I wanted to ask, has anyone done anything spooky recently? It, even toy buying... It can be a toy, but it can be anything. What is What, what have everyone done that's spooky lately? Uh, I guess I have a couple spooky events. Uh, well, I did go on a bit of an impulse buy. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but... Uh, NECA kind of threw a bunch of stock at Walmart all of a sudden for some of their their yeah. prior um, Halloween uh, figures. So they just got these huge in caps of uh, like the Trick or Treat Ultimate figure, uh, the yeah. It Ultimate figure, um, and then they've kind of restocked on other things: Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Evil Dead Two, all, all their normal stuff. And so I kind of on impulse bought a handful <laughs> of those at Walmart the other day. Um, nice. So that was spooky ish i guess which ones um i got uh texas chainsaw massacre evil dead 2 basically all the ones i just referenced um and trick or treat <laughs> trick or treat yeah nice nice i i've been seeing a lot of uh jason the final chapter <laughs> yeah <laughs> that one got clearanced out of here it, it's, uh, it's too I, did it, I did a pass it's too similar to the part three one like it's got different accessories, but it's got like the same sculpt and a worse paint job than yeah. the part three one. So well, there's no. It's like incentive. the same torso as my part six one. Like it's it's very 
Very similar to that, even. Mm, well, mm. this is the risk we run when we make a Jason from every single uh, entry in the movie, I guess. Some right. of them are going to overlap. Should we talk about the, the new Jason and, and may, maybe this one will be the different one? <laughs> yeah, it looks like that, actually. I'll let you guys have at it. Well, I, was well, gonna I, say, don't, I don't know how they finagled this. Tom, maybe you know, but I, I thought they'd lost the license. How are they able to now make a Part 7, Jason? So I don't know that it was NECA specifically. I don't know all the ins and outs of this, but essentially the there was some kind of lawsuit to do with who owns Friday the 13th versus who owns the Jason Voorhees character. Uh, um, issues to do with how the Jason Voorhees character has been utilized. And, you know, so as far as I understand it's basically stuff to do with like you your creator rights versus doing work for hire and that kind of thing which which i think is going to be an increasingly controversial thing as as we've kind of seen with some marvel comics cases over the last few years and stuff like you know the guy who created rocket raccoon got no money for the guardians of the galaxy films and that kind of thing that you know um Mm. so i'm pretty sure that the case has been resolved now but i don't actually know how it went down because NECA for a while was in the position where they could continue manufacturing the toys they already had uh, created um so you know they could just essentially keep re-releasing like part three part two part four part six um but they couldn't make any new ones so i guess that must have been resolved now but i I haven't looked up all the specifics of the case and it looks like they've actually invested in new tooling for this toy which is um uh, a welcome change let's be honest you know i mean yeah and it pretty much has to be because it's like a half skeleton zombie jason Mm, mm. notoriously different this time around it's not one of my favorite. It's so it's for for everyone who doesn't know. It's for part seven, which was a new blood. Was that the subtitle? Yes. No, I should know. I just bought the so featuring the telekinetic Tina, which I wish we had a figure of her. Yeah, well, tweet Randy about it and watch him come back and say, "No, sorry, oh, can't get the." Like, I'm sure he'll right, be. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he uh, yeah. So they've invested in new tooling for it. It looks good so far. I'm I'm quite keen to get it. It's not certainly not my favorite of the movies, but it's one of my favorite looks for Jason. Yeah, I agree. Not the best movie, but good look. I think I think they started with a new uh, effects person on that film, if I'm not mistaken. Some some like big name. It was no, it wouldn't have been Stan Winston. It's yeah, I I should have looked that up ahead of time, but yeah, never mind. I, Here it we escapes are. Me. And did they did they get the new actor in, or was that still Kane Hodder as well? Uh, Kane Hodder, I think, started with Seven. I think that could be right. I'm just looking it up now. Think, it's it's gonna it's gonna bug me if I don't look it up. So yeah, look at <laughs> yeah. it because I I believe Kane Hodder's first one was Seven, and then he just continued on through. Yeah, and then did uh did up to ten, I think, didn't he? And then they got Ken Kersinger for um Freddy vs. Jason. So Yes, let's that's right. see. Cast. So let's see. Yep, Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees. And then for special effects, uh we have they're, bo- they're boasting here about how the production was scheduled, completed, and released within seven months. Actually, that is impressive. Sorry, I thought they were saying they'd filmed it in seven months, and I was thinking that's not that impressive. That's- no, no, no. <laughs> um, but to be fair, the movie is is you know not like so impressive that you're like, wow, how did they do that? No, no, it's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's definitely um, it's it's good. There are some good bits, but uh, it's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. 
yeah. I can't find who the special effects person is. I know it yeah. should be incredibly obvious, but I can't spot it on there. Never mind. That's all right. Yeah. Look it up. Someone add will, it, someone add will us, tweet us. Add us on Twitter, yeah. Um, yeah. But it looks good. It's not out yet, but I'm planning to pre-order it fairly soon. I've bought all the other Jasons, so, you know, why not this one too, I guess? I could go for a part one. <laughs> I mean, why, <laughs> why, why, why not have a part one? I want a Frog Boy, Jason. I mean, we know that they did that, that you know. Mega knockoff thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's long ago, but you can't get that now for under $400. So I wanted a Mrs. Voorhees and a Frog Boy two-pack, but in ultimate style. Mm, well, they've been asked a lot about doing Mrs. Voorhees, especially in ultimate style, and they've always said mm-hmm. no. I think... I think there is a likeness rights issue there because the actress who played her is dead now, and I don't know that her estate yeah. wants to um, wants to do it. They had a, they had some really specific license for that because I think the the one they released her in was like a con exclusive or something, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very rare. I, I think it was a bit like the Ninja Turtles license, where it's so obscure by any normal standards that you almost wonder, like, why? Like, what? <laughs> you know, how, how, does, how does this deal even work? It doesn't seem to benefit anyone tremendously, but, you know. <laughs> I, I, I also want a, a Jason Takes Manhattan, but, but at, when he melts and turns back into a boy, yes. I want that version. <laughs> Comes with a canister of slime or something like that. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the incredible, incredible slimy Jason. <laughs> I'm um, actually not very well versed in the Friday the 13th series. I remember I, I tried to binge watch them all several years ago and realized that maybe I don't like those movies that much. Um, but <laughs> that said, I did I did buy the, the new Scream Factory complete set and and plan to give it another go but for me i i don't like the series enough like i do you know nightmare on elm street or something like that where i want every jason figure that comes out um but i do like the the part three one enough that that i think when when i do find it happen to find it again i'll probably pull the trigger on that one as well yeah part the part three one's probably Part three one and the Freddy versus Jason one are probably my favorites just in terms of movement and everything. Um, but part, part three is one of the better films too. I, I think that it hadn't quite, I watched it again fairly recently within the last year and it was, I was surprised at how kind of ugly and nihilistic it was. Like it wasn't sort of as funny as I remembered it being. And I, I don't think right. they really sort of got funny until maybe um six yeah probably about six actually before then like you know you can look back at them and laugh at some of the the campier aspects and so on but it's not really that funny (laughs) in the in the way that sort of freddy already was by about part three i take that back there's a funny part in part five where he's on the the guys on the toilet because of the enchiladas oh that's yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) and then that is a funny great great comedy yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he gets his throat cut or something, doesn't he? It's it's been a while since yeah, I've J- seen five. Yeah, Jason shoves the machete through the outhouse uh, tin walls or whatever. But uh, I like my part six, Jason. It's the only NECA one I have, and I think it's a good representation of him. Um, yeah, and it's one absolutely. of uh, one of the movies that I I think is decent. Uh, out of a series where most of them are, are not <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah i um uh i yeah my part 610 like i just it's just got a little bit less articulation than some of the others but that's but you know yeah. with first first world problems first world problems you know <laughs> yeah so speaking of campy versus purposefully funny uh in addition to my uh toy buying spooky adventures i did something uh last night i went to a secret screening of a uh of a new horror movie it was actually a sneak preview of something that hadn't been released yet and when i heard it was a horror comedy i assumed it was going to be that new vince vaughn body swap movie have you guys heard of that the it's just called freaky no Uh, (laughs) no yeah i don't think i have yeah uh, you should look up the trailer um it's called freaky and it's yeah basically a serial killer swaps bodies with a teenage girl kind of (laughs) a hot chick type type thing um but vince vaughn is the serial killer slash teen girl. Anyway, I really thought it was going to be that, and I was kind of excited. And instead, what it was, um, was this very, very weird Shudder movie called uh, Psycho Gore Man. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the most bizarre. It it was meant to be very funny, and I don't think all the humor landed exactly the way they intended to. But there was this very weird charm about it. It it was kind of Critters meets Suburban Commando. Uh, No, I was just going to say, I'm looking at it now and it looks really, um, it looks, it has a real, like, mid-90s straight to VHS kind of feel to it. And that's that's what I was going to say. It's it's very purposefully a throwback to these kind of 90s sci-fi family movies. Um, but it had a lot of, it had like trauma level gore in it. Um, but also all the aliens, this isn't even an exaggeration. All of the aliens in there were Power Ranger tier creatures, like just these absurd. Rubber suits. <laughs> right, right. Uh, just, yeah, these rubber suit creatures that were in this thing. And it was such a dumb, dumb movie. I kind of enjoyed watching it. It's nothing I would ever pick to watch. Like I would have never purposefully gone to see that movie, but I actually kind of enjoyed watching it having been forced to. So it's it's something to keep your eye out for. Interesting. Yeah. That looks kind of promising. And this freaky one looks interesting as well too, though. You see Vince Vaughn's in it. And I imagine that, Following Vince Vaughn's other horror films that he's done, like um, uh, you know, Psycho. Cell Block, what what's he? There'll be some like weirdly conservative message that's meant to come through it or something <laughs> like that. Like the, you know, teenage girls are the real murderers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. so, like, <laughs> it was called Psycho. What now? Gorman. Psycho- so G O R E M A N. Okay. Yeah, I saw the one. Um, one, I w- of, one of the monsters is like a brain with two giant eyes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I is don't want to. I don't want to spoil uh... anything. That's not actually one of the monsters, but oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah, the story right, behind right. the giant brain with eyeballs is very funny. <laughs> the best Power Ranger monster was um, the round pig's head with arms and legs sticking out of it. Oh yeah. That that was a good what one, a, but that was that was like thing. really early Power Rangers. That was like the first five oh, episodes yeah. or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, for sure. We, we watched those recently. I remember Matt from Dinosaur Dracula talking on his podcast about um, there's one that's like a pineapple monster or something that turns into a giant Frankenstein or so. I, 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 yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it was weird. It was it was yeah. But, but that one sort of stuck with me as being particularly bizarre. <laughs> wow. Well, and that, that may be a good transition into our Hasbro discussion, um, is that they're now kind of starting to do some of those creatures for their uh, 
lightning series is that what it's called the power rangers uh figures um Oh yeah, Lightning yeah. Because they, you know, they were just doing all the different rangers, um, but they're they're going to start kind of doing a few monsters. It looks like now, like the wrapping jack o' lantern. I don't know if anyone <laughs> remembers that one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, vaguely, vaguely. vaguely. I, I saw they'd done uh, some putties because there was that uh, two pack with the green ranger and the putty in it. Um, but I think they're both getting separate releases as well, if memory yeah. serves. And they yeah. did Goldar, and they've actually done two versions oh, of Goldar already. And um, uh, oh, Rita and Lord Zed, they did them as well. But oh, you, you're right, you're right. I've seen Lord Zed, I've seen Goldar, but I've not seen Rita yet. So they, um, but think- where's Ernie though? Ernie, <laughs> yeah. That's what I I tweeted this. I said if if you're not going to make a bulk and skull character, then what is even the point of having this uh, action fury series? Bulk and skull two pack, or I quit. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a no brainer, folks. Yeah, it's it's disappointing that they haven't. But yeah, Ernie, I feel like Ernie might have more limited appeal, maybe. But <laughs> but but bulk and skull. I mean, like that's that's bullshit. Like you know, Fan, those, fans those will definitely be in there. Yeah, yeah, fans will get into bulk and skull. Nobody's gonna buy an Ernie figure. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Blake. <laughs> uh, excuse me, um, a juice bar diorama. <laughs> you know who? You know who you could make a custom with. You know how they're doing that, um, the Jurassic Park Amber series, I think it's called? Yeah. Oh, I know you, I know where you're going with this. Because there's a Dennis Nedry, and, yeah. you know, both of these guys are big party guys with Hawaiian shirts. So I feel like... Pa- if you party have, guy is a generous way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, they, they've got that vibe. They've got that vibe. But so yeah, they yeah could, Hawaiian shirt guy. Yeah, yeah they could, um, you know, with the right head. I, I I can't remember if the Nedry figure comes with a Hawaiian shirt or not, but I'm sure they'll do one at some point. You I know, think there were two to, versions of him. I, I think there was a con exclusive, and then there was the retail release where he might have been wearing something different. I don't know. The con, he came, like, in the Barbasol can, yeah. I think. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I think I think there's custom potential there, and I know you you like making your customs, so you know it's time. Do I do <laughs> the world is I, uh, the world is crying out for an Ernie custom, Blake, and, and only you. I think can. I haven't I haven't completed a custom since like 2016, so maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Blake, don't hold out. Hold Blake likes thinking about customs. Yeah, I'm still I'm still making my guitar, and I I feel like I'm going. Uh, backward in progress actually it's terrible <laughs> so maybe you just need to power through and then just get it done like so, you know don't don't let perfect be the enemy of the good that's not that's not my style my style is like perfect or i have a panic attack <laughs> but but that just means that there's unfinished stuff for <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, uh, but I say yeah, this it, is someone with like literal scores of unfinished, unassembled, <laughs> and unpainted Warhammer figurines around the house. So right. you know, I can't talk either. So. Right? <laughs> don't they haunt? Don't they haunt you at night? All the half half painted figurines? Oh, one hundred percent, they do. Yeah, but I'm yeah. learning. So do to, mine. <laughs> learning to just kind of be like, okay, that one's done, and like actually, uh, you know, it might not be <laughs> as perfect as I'd like it, but you know, m- move on yeah. to the next one. You know, yeah. It's really hard to call it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. There's, there's, al- there's, there's always, always some something. flaw in the paint. But that's all right. That's all right. I'm, I'm coming to peace with that. I'm 35 now. I only have so many years <laughs> left on Earth. I, I can't, that's can't true. let it haunt me the way it would have when I was 15 or something like that. Ugh. 
Yeah, way to way to bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I mention that uh, we watched a, a bizarre, uh, uh, scary movie last night? Sure. Just the uh, so the obscure old indie horror movie that we, my wife and I watched last Salad? night. <laughs> no, that's a uh, that's a drama. That's a serious that's, drama. That's his <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, I watch it every every Christmas day. With the um, it was, it's a. This is gonna sound like it's it's a joke, but it, the title is "Let's Scare Jessica to Death." I've oh, heard of it. it. I've not even yeah, seen it's... a preview or anything, but I I have heard the title. I'd never heard of it until like the other day when my wife, whose name is Jessica, told me about it, and I thought it was like a joke title. But that's the title of the movie. It's from 1971. And uh, it does star a, a woman named Jessica, and she does get scared sometimes. <laughs> but other than that, that I'm not sure why they called it such a strange thing. That's that's a it's it's a '70s film though, right? Isn't it? It's a, it's a pre slasher. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's a horror '71 yeah. indie. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's got ghosts in it and some murder, but it's it's a slow moving. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> can't can't recommend too highly. Oh, that's that's a shame. Oh, yeah. uh, it was, was okay. Uh, occasionally, when I'm at home working, I'll just have Shutter on in the background. I don't know if you guys subscribe to Shutter, but they have a uh, feature where you can basically just turn on a ongoing stream of of movies. You're not picking them or anything. It's just like a almost like nice. a pre programmed channel. Um, essentially, and so I'll just have that running in the background. And the other day, I happened to catch this movie called Bloody Birthday. Are you guys familiar with this at all? No, no, no this is new to me. Is it like one of those Shutter exclusives or something like that? No, it, it was also probably like a late 70s, early 80s uh, film. But it, it's just these three little kids, shockingly young, that are just murdering everybody. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> Oh, it's God. it's so bizarre because it's one of those movies now you could put in that this could never be made today camp. Um, <laughs> but uh, but man, I kind of enjoyed the hell out of it for just because it was such a such a bizarre, brutal concept. But it's I wish I could say I'd watched a smoky movie lately, but I've literally this whole time I've watched four movies all year. I've watched I watched Cannibal Holocaust because I was going on a podcast to talk about it. I watched um, Salo. Salo twice. No, just 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 once. Fortunately, <laughs> oh just man! Once, uh, the, um, wow, climax that Gaspar No one. And I still want to see that. Same. It's all right. It's 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 kind of. Um, I was talking about it with a friend, and we were sort of like it's kind of like a horror picture perfect almost, but with dance <laughs> instead of acapella. So, and oh, yeah. then the I other... saw the meme. Uh, I think you posted that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but it but. It's it's very from what I understand about Gaspar No, it's like very Gaspar No, like you know, there's gratuitous violence, like horrible conversations between characters about awful subjects. Um, but you know, if you can if you can watch it, I'd, I'd say give it a watch. Interesting. Right. Yeah, I, I've wanted to see that one too for a minute, but I've never just never sat down and pulled the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sophia Boutel is in it, who is um, the mummy in that Tom Cruise version of the mummy. And she's quite good in it. Yeah, you know what I love her in? This is crazy. I know fans really don't like this movie, but the uh, third (laughs) Kelvin Star Trek, I think she's also the, um, uh, I can't remember her name, the the alien that they meet on that that planet. 
where Kirk rides a motorcycle. Um, And and all the white makeup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize it was her. Yeah, I love her character in that for some reason. Of course, I I like all the Kelvin Star Treks personally, but... I do too. I I haven't seen any of them yet. So I I don't I'm oh, not a man. I'm not a not a big I've never been a big Star yeah. Trek guy I've watched a bit of the Next Generation but um maybe maybe three seasons of that something like that but I've I've never really watched any of the movies or anything like that so for the third Star Trek movie you know obviously Anton Yelchin uh, passed away shortly after that mm. um and not, and clearly they didn't have you know they weren't anticipating that when they made the movie but that her character in that movie, they actually set her up pretty well that if they wanted to continue that series, she would be a very organic kind of replacement crew member for him. I I know that's probably a terrible thing to say, but just, just pointing it out. I think that's fair enough. It's the nature of franchise filmmaking though, isn't it? Like you do, you know, it was all, I remember when he passed away, it was awful. Like, you know, and so unexpected and so on, but I, I mean, from their perspective, like they do have these, they're thinking in terms of contingency factors like that. I mean, you know, actors age, actors get the shits with their contracts and want to move on to new projects. Like, and people, people die. Like when you've got an ensemble cast, you can't necessarily guarantee that everyone's going to be there, particularly if you're dealing with older actors too. It's, uh, it's uh, grim, but I'm sure like the studio was thinking in those terms. So yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look at look at Marvel Studios, and and I don't know what they're doing now. Maybe that whole thing is over. <laughs> I mean, uh, a few things might have killed it lately. Well, I don't, I don't. Some some guy like I I got so angry watching looking at this tweet. Um, he said, uh some film guide tweeted out saying like, oh, you know, it's so sad. Black Widow's been delayed. Some other Marvel movie that was meant to come out this year has been delayed as well. 2020 was the first year without heroes. And I'm just thinking... Oh, God. Oh, no. No, no. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've what seen a take. people tweet like, uh, you know, no, no Marvel movie in 2020. This is the first time in like a decade or whatever. And it's like, you know, I, I actually wasn't thinking about that, but but thanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, as opposed to being like, goodness, we can take a break from an overblown blockbuster every yeah, three months yeah. or something like that. Haven't, haven't we earned a break by now? <laughs> well, and I'm sure that behind the scenes of all of this, they do have a path going forward, but Mm, mm. it's like, you you know, at some point, maybe just clean the slate and and let's start up something new. You know, I I don't think trying to continue this universe as as with such an epic kind of bookend as Endgame was, you know, I don't think it's necessary to then try and piece together something else with what's left over from all these expired contracts and everything else, you know? Well, I think I think that the problem they have is that it's not the, all right. Tom's hot take on the Marvel universe, right? I know, we, I know, we need, I know, we need another borderline middle-aged white guy giving his hot take on that. Like, um, I think the Marvel movies are all like individually well crafted, but they all feel, with the exception of maybe the first couple, like they were made by committee. And I mean, obviously they are because if you because spending, they are yeah. yeah if you spent if you're spending several hundred million dollars on a movie you you want to have a plan to recoup that so that's not inherently bad, but I think where they've fallen down is in part out of necessity and in part I think because they see it as 
wanting to continue indefinitely, it doesn't actually build and have a tangible story arc in a lot of ways. You have recurring characters, but you also have... It, it's essentially mimicking the serial format of real comics. So big events happen, but, you know, did it actually build to that or did they just kind of say, right, this movie is more important than the last three sort of thing? That That's my hot take. Like, Yeah. I yeah. personally, as an X fan, would just like to see them maybe pause the MCU and and just do kind of an XCU uh, for for mm. a minute, just rebuild mm. that whole thing from scratch. And I mean, they could. On, I know they're want to eventually work in the X Men to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I think it would be much more effective if they just started rebuilding an, an X universe from scratch and just maintain that as a completely separate thing. I think they could be very successful with that. Yeah, because they've uh, the, well, let's let's not mince words. They shit the bed quite a few times with the old <laughs> yeah. X Men movies. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. For, and for that's everyone. what I mean. If if they approached it the same way they did all the other Marvel movies, I I think that they would be much more successful with with putting out uh, palatable <laughs> storylines. You know, but <laughs> yeah, did New Mutants come out or no? Yep. Uh yeah, it did it hit streaming? Um, I think it's on the streaming sir i'm not sure actually uh, i know it came out though. that would make sense yeah. i saw and a lot of it, if it was good i saw a lot of um worst comic book movie ever made takes but i actually liked it <laughs> myself but oh, okay you just you just have yeah, to know i was i was kind of i was looking forward to it a little bit just because it has cool characters in it yeah but and i had no it's it's clearly a movie that's made for probably younger teenagers like 15 and 16 year olds and in that context, it's probably fairly age edgy for that age group. Um, but I, mm. I think, as always, you know, comic book fans are going to come at it from a forty-year-old fanboy perspective and and hate anything yeah. that they see that maybe speaks to somebody other than them. So there's that aspect of there's always that aspect of. Um, not being able to manage their expectations like and you see with star wars too like when i when i saw star wars for the first time i was about 10 blew my head off it was amazing changed my life things were never the same right if i'm expecting that to irrespective of how i feel about the quality of some of the newer ones if i expect to change my life in the same way as it did as a 10 year old now that i'm in my 30s the the fault really lies with me there you know it's it's not <laughs> like you know you, you need to scale no, your it's expectations the children who are wrong yeah exactly <laughs> like you know i i and i think comic fans uh, and, and not even just comic fans like fans of like geek media in general and and now that it's become so it's become such a cultural presence in a way that it hasn't ever really been before you know, they, they can't handle that, like, it doesn't live up to these obscenely impossible expectations that it never could in the first place, you know? And right. if I if I can toot our own horn for a second, I, I think that's one <laughs> thing that differentiates this geek podcast from others is that we don't come at this stuff from, like, a gatekeeping or an ownership type thing. It's like, here's the shit we like, uh, you know, and we kind of even almost poke fun at the idea of geek culture a little bit because you know we, uh, people we every, slaughter all the sacred cows right <laughs> oh yeah we're we're edgy in that way but you know all mm -hmm. of this stuff is so subjective and you know i i think star wars is a good example if you look at people that liked um 
the rise of Skywalker. Ray, versus, you talk about Ray, Ray Skywalker, right? The rise of Skywalker mm. versus Last Jedi. You know, each of those movies have mm. these these kind of huge uh, followings, but also these this huge amount of people that absolutely despise each of them. And, and the Venn diagram on those are two completely different circles. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, people like one or the other, but but certainly not both. Yeah. So. I will say I do want every movie to end like Rise of Skywalker now, like <laughs> uh, you know, just with uh, like the main the main character saying like I, I don't know like with with Black Widow or something like that. When that comes out, I want Scarlett Johansson to look at the camera and just say I am the Black Widow, and then it just cuts to credits or something like that. I mean, that's or, literally how Iron Man ended. <laughs> yeah, it did it did yeah that was. <laughs> Well, and I don't want to. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But the end of Psycho Goreman ends with him saying, "I am Psycho <laughs> Goreman." So, yes, yes, that's good. That's good. Yeah, but my even, name is Horace. Horace yeah, Heresy. That's right. <laughs> or uh, you I know, like the weirder ones. My name is my name is Salo, or that that was the best Salo. <laughs> <You That's> know. <laughs> it truly was one hundred twenty days of Sodom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh god well i mean cannibal holocaust did that too at the end of that the guy walks up at the sky and says i wonder who the real cannibals are and <laughs> it's so, oh, just man. undercuts everything that you know anything positive you could take away from such a horrible movie mm-hmm. <laughs> so um maybe if we circle back to necker for a little bit um, yeah. So I picked up the. I know you're a big Hellraiser fan, Adam. So did you end up picking up the Pinhead figure? I I didn't. I ran across it in a store one time, and there were two there, and one of them was not in great condition, and the other one was. Um, and I ultimately decided to to pass, and since then it's long gone, and I kind of regret that. Now you know, I kind of said I impulsively bought those horror figures, and so I did, decided I'm going to start maybe trying to, within reason, get start collecting the NECA horror stuff again, but like one per franchise or something, you know, I'm not going to try and get all the Pennywise's or anything like that. But, (laughs) um, so that said, yes, I, I do intend to pick up a pinhead at some point. Yeah. So I think we talked about this a little bit when I got him maybe back in May or something like that. And I think he's good, but not great. He, he's, uh, He's a little, the skirt and stuff is a little clunkier than it should be, and the the legs have really, I mean, it doesn't matter so much because Pinhead's not this, like, super athletic character. He pretty much just stands there and shouts things at He's people. He's ripped. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he doesn't have that abnormally jacked thing, which is which is good, you know, I will say that. I, I hope they do more Cenobites moving forward. And I think they've built some of the tooling so that they can do that, but we'll we'll have to see, I guess. Or if, uh, as as perpetually seems to be Necker's problem, there's a license rights issue or whatever, a likeness yeah. rights issue, I should say. Yeah, we'll say that uh, you guys over in the states seem to have been having a rough time with Neko in general, from what I can tell on online um, with weird distribution and things like that. Do you guys have any hot takes on Adam that? Adam knows. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I, I've been kind of pulling back a little bit on, on some buying, including in, with online and trying to get things like these hot things that are coming out, you know, um, that get released and everyone's rushing to get them all at once. I, I try to avoid some of that stuff now, but, uh, but yeah, they, it seems like they finally acknowledged, I, I think for a while it was like 
everyone was blaming bots and scalpers for all this stuff. And it was kind of like, well, how much of a problem can they really be causing? But, um, Mm -hmm. but then it, it, you know, it gets to the point where something would get released and then you don't see anybody talking about how they managed to get one. (laughs) You know, it's like, where did all these go? If they all sold out, I don't see anybody that successfully, successfully got one. So um, it, it seems like they've been trying to, uh, do a lot of very different things than they've done in the past to to mitigate some of that. So, I, mm. I think I think people have been seeing some improvements in that regard. But it I can't personally speak from experience because there hasn't been much recently that I've tried to get. Um, yeah, from I, them, so. I I've scaled back a little too. I, I'm still buying some of the predators. I'm still buying certain horror things. But I think now I'm just looking at how I'm. I went through a phase the last couple of years where I was just buying everything that looked halfway good and now my spare room is too crowded and I I think I actually need to sell a few things or give some things away. So (laughs) I I am at that point also. I just had to do some uh, detolf redistribution and now I have a a cardboard box full of Marvel Legends that I, even though I still like them, I don't have room and I'm making room for McFarland Batman crap and it's it's a mess. I, I've come to a real crossroads here where I I met my max number of detoffs. I think. I yeah. Think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marvel it's, Legends uh, are one of those things that are really easy to think that you need them at some point, or think that you really want them, and then you know I kind of mentioned last time how a couple of years later you realize you don't give a shit about it. I know. And I know. Marvel Legends right? are, and there's like 8,000 a year. Right. That's that's one of those series where that's probably happens to me more frequently than anything else where I'm like why do I have all these Marvel Legends that of things that I am not really that interested in but I know. It's like I don't even know these characters at all but I just thought they looked cool and so I bought it and now I I have drawers full of them and I, I think know what the fuck to do. There's that element with Marvel Legends too, where now because of the model they have so heavily, and this is not a criticism, just an observation, like because it's so heavily based around parts reused, reuse they can create, they can put out these characters who are obscure as anything. Like no one has ever fucking heard of half these characters. And they'll put them out and you kind of go, wow, I never ever thought that character would get a figure. Jeez, like it'll probably never get one again. I better buy it now. Like, And I think they rely on that more than they let on. And that character, <laughs> Living Laser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I, or, the, or the that guy who, the robot, looks like the Phantom um, with the stretchy arms. Like he was some Jack Kirby thing or something. Oh, Machine Man. Machine Man, yeah. Like I bought he's Machine just, Man. He's I don't the know basic why. body but purple. Yeah, I, I, I have, bought him too. I had because he was cool. He had the stretchy arms. Yeah, yeah, and I think I also thought he might be good to turn into a custom Phantom one day because he pretty much does just yeah. have the Phantom's outfit. But um, I I used him for parts. I definitely tore him apart and made customs. Yeah, yeah. See, that's see, that's a good idea. But I've only ever bought a handful. I bought like the Scarlet Witch that came out around 2015, 2016. I bought Spider Woman and uh, that. Machine Man, and I think like a Thor, like a modern sort of Thor, based on one of the comic artists' art. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've, I've always been better at restraining myself on that one because, like, if you miss a Wolverine or an Iron Man, there's going to be another one in six months anyway. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's right. kind of. 
I'm glad that I really narrowed my Marvel Legends down to just the 90s X-Men stuff, as I've said many times. But, like, you know, f- at first it, I was buying every X-Men wave that was coming out. But now it's getting to a point where they're starting to transition a little more to the modern stuff. Um, you mm. know, and they had the Age of Apocalypse. So I'm actually able to kind of sit easy now on Marvel Legends. Haven't had to been, or I haven't had to be buying it up as uh, as panicked as I was before. So, Well... I too, I can't speak for everyone on this, but I quite dislike the movie figures as well. I mean, they're very well made. Don't, don't get me wrong. I I just think that they they have such a distinct aesthetic um, because they use the face printing and so on. It's almost like a separate line. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's enough yeah. of them now that you could collect them as a separate line. Like you just get the movie ones, and th- that's oh, fair yeah. enough. You know, I I can't grudge anyone that but i i do um yeah i don't know the it doesn't quite click for me i think like i uh, the the oh that's right the only other one i bought was that werewolf captain america like <laughs> blake's favorite yeah. figure yeah classic yeah. yeah he's amazing well i'm i'm currently i'm i'm turning i'm using the wolf head to to make a uh bat wolf and i've been doing that for about four years so uh you gotta, maybe you gotta someday maybe you, know, you gotta finish it so that would be a good Halloween project yeah. to finish my Bat Wolf. Yeah. Well, you got you got eighteen days. No, sorry, nineteen days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll post some pictures of my unfinished Bat Wolf. That's probably all I'll do. But that I think leads us to another Hasbro topic. So <laughs> yes, um, we should get it. So are, are are you about to talk talk Joe's? Because I have an intro sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far away. Um. Well, it's not very interesting, but I happen to be at Walmart today and. I don't know if this is a rarity or not, but just sitting on the shelf, uh, I mean, their toy selection was pretty terrible all around, unless you're into Fortnite. Um, sitting on the shelf was what I think might have been the whole wave. It was um, Scarlet, Duke, Snake Eyes, um, Roadblock. Are there more than that? It's just the only other one in the that wave is Destro, like regular Destro. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he, yeah. W- he wasn't there, but but I did see those other four sitting there, and I was like, oh, Roadblock, I, I you don't you don't see him every day. No, well, I haven't. I've only seen him in person like once. Like uh, he's so I, against my better judgment, um, got very excited when the GI Joe classifieds got announced because I was thinking about this the other day, and I think GI Joe was probably actually my favorite uh, toy line as a kid, and certainly the one I had the most from. Um, I started collecting them maybe ninety one, ninety two. So there was a lot of neon and Ninja Force and things mm-hmm. like that, which I know older Joe heads have very mixed feelings about. But you know, suck it, Boomer. Like uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, well, I you really know, though, enjoyed if, it. When you were a kid, if you if you were kind of getting into toys at the time that you know it was later in the line. You know that might have been the only Joes you had access to, and so of course you're going to be more nostalgic for those. Well, one hundred percent. And and when you go back um, to particularly the early days of the line, like eighty three, eighty four, like it just looks like military toys, and I can appreciate that they were awesome military toys for the time. Um, but they, you, you know, they don't click with me in the same way. I don't think. But yeah, so the the new ones look it's it's crass American military propaganda. But I saw them on the shelf, and it is strange I, to think about that the the, <laughs> the real American hero just 
just pro America first propaganda, as you said, mm. being marketed to other countries and and still being a success somehow. I it's hard to to rectify that in my mind. More like the real American villains, am I right? You know, <laughs> is is that did they change the packaging for the international market? They don't. I don't think this new series says "real American hero" on them at let, all. Let me just, have a look. I got one of the, I got one of the boxes here. So, um. Uh, well, I've, the only box I have is Destro in front of me, so it, it wouldn't. It just says classified series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I don't think it says RAH. Yeah, no, I think they um, probably want to keep that on the DL these days. But right, uh, <laughs> right. so I ended up buying Snake Eyes because I've always loved Snake Eyes, um, and thought he was such a fantastic figure, uh, and then. Next thing I knew, I was buying Destro because, of course, you need to have a villain for Snake Eyes to fight against. And anyway, to sure. cut a long story short, I bought the whole first wave uh, <laughs> and Roadblock. <laughs> Roadblock should be arriving this Friday, I think. And then, because I'm an idiot, um, I ended up buying the um, Profit Director Destro as well, um, <laughs> <laughs> who is essentially based on like. For those who don't know, is essentially based on like a borderline GI Joe collector meme. So in the late '90s, there was this brief production run of Destro that looks. He was essentially they call him Pimp Daddy Destro now. That was that wasn't his formal name, but he was like Destro with a leopard print collar, and I think he had a jacket or something like that too. So he looks like a '70s villain in a in a kind of black exploitation film or something like that. Right. Um, and there was never a huge run of it. I haven't been able to quite nut out the full story. I think there's a lot of urban myths surrounding it. But from what I understand, some designer at Hasbro was having a lark, uh, put a put a prototype paint scheme together. It somehow ended up at the factory. They produced a few hundred, <laughs> and then it then they sort of said, "Oh no, it's either it's, it was either costing too much, or they just realised it was in poor taste." But now we've got a full blown um, commercial release <laughs> with um. With yeah. now they're calling him. He's still PD Destro, but he's Profit Director Destro, and he's he's one of the best action figures I've bought in ages. He's um, so ridiculous and over the top, but he comes with an accessory of like flaming money as well. Um, and you did a custom a customization on that that I thought was awesome looking. Yeah, well, so the the accessory itself is quite cool, but obviously it's painted in some somewhere and they're not going to put yeah. all the detail into it. So I just repainted it to make the flames look a little bit better and the, the cash look a little bit more realistic and things like yeah, that. Yeah, he did a black wash on the money. for Well, for some reason, the money has like engraved uh, <laughs> details. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, but it, it helps if you're doing a black wash so it stands out better. Funnel, and yeah, the flames look more you realistic. You know, I didn't. I didn't actually. I did. I just did a white dry oh, really? brush. I did a white dry brush over the top and then um, oh, painted okay. the flame and then just did some like dark brown edging around the the edges of the flames where it was burning so um yeah yeah it's uh, i was quite i was quite pleased with it it um turned out well considering it was you know half an afternoon's work or something like that right right no it did it looked nice uh check out tom's instagram to see that, that yeah work. yeah I'll, we'll have to we'll have to post it as part of the episode yeah. or something but sure. yeah now so. is the roadblock that you're getting the one that people don't like I think it's just the regular one. I don't. The other one's some kind of Walmart exclusive or something, isn't it? Yeah, it, over here or, it's Target. I don't know if it's different in Australia or not, but yeah, it's uh, a, yeah. Target has their own 
a whole like uh, variant, not variant wave, but like they're a wave just exclusive to them uh, called Cobra Island. And the yeah, Cobra Island yeah. figures are either different uh, different characters or they're variants of, of other characters. So it's, yeah, it's a well, weird thing. And I think people are kind of, you know, foaming at the mouth to, to find those because Target's not the easiest <laughs> place to find exclusives from. Yeah, right. look, we we have Target over here, but it's got no connection with um Target in the the US. Um, like it, it, it's weird. It's got the same branding and everything, but it's all owned by separate companies. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just getting the regular Roadblock, who looks a bit like Terry Crews, and I'm, <laughs> he does. I'm I'm looking at this um this Target uh, this Cobra Island roadblock now. And he kind of, he looks, he's got like a Kimbo. I wouldn't say he looks like him, but he's got a beard like Kimbo slice. Yeah. The, um, the UFC guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really cool. Actually. He would have been good to get, but I'm, I'm happy with either. Like roadblock was not a character I ever had as a kid or anything like that. So I'm less, uh, less fussy about which version I have. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the target one, ha- they both have beards, but the target one has a way bigger beard. Yeah, and yeah. And he has like a do-rag, I think. A tactic- he's, he's, I'm going to call it tactical the, do-rag. Yeah, he's got the sunglasses and so on, yeah. Yeah. But um sorry Adam, you were Oh, you were I I was something. just going to say point out I'm trying to find an example of there there's a company that started making accessories around the time that uh these new GI Joe came out. Um 112 scale accessories and they're now getting into just blatant, clearly making accessories for these G.I. Joe figures. I know at first a lot of people were like, oh, these guns are way better. I'm going to put them with the G.I. Joes instead of these Nerf guns that they've packed them with. Yeah, um, yeah. But now yeah. they're getting into like, they they made some accessories that were just clearly meant to be put with the new gung-ho figure. Like it was like a, oh, vest, nice, nice. a, a vest and a hat that was like colored in his original <laughs> like coloring, you know. And of course they're not branding it G.I. Joe at all, but it's very, very clear that they're looking to uh to accessorize well, these figures. I I really want the gung ho, because gung ho was actually the first G.I. Joe I had as a kid. So I um yeah, I've always been very fond of him, and for a while, as a kid, wanted to shave my head and wear a band. I, I had the second Gofu Manchu. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess the big Lemmy horseshoe moustache, I suppose. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um, but the gung ho I had was the second or third one, where he's wearing like a bandana and he's got like a camouflage vest, and um, he's got a shaved head. But yeah, so I wanted to shave my head and wear a bandana for a time as a kid. But um, mum and dad not so keen on that, disappointingly. And uh, look at this point, that'd with, be weird for a six-year-old. Yeah, yeah, it'd be weird to be rocking up to school with that. I, I don't know how I wouldn't go over well now, let alone in like nineteen ninety-one. At you know conservative christian right. school <laughs> yeah um yeah. but yeah the gung-ho i'm keen for i'd like to get baroness as well my only disappointment with the line so far is scarlet who is fine but not great in comparison to the others she feels a bit flimsy um she looks the most overtly cartoony of them and it, it, it's it's not terrible or anything it's just kind of a bummer when you consider how important scarlet kind of is in the larger franchise and so on i just think they they could have done a done a little better maybe use some marvel legends parts or something instead of like going all new like because 
Marvel Legends has some really good um, sort of sets for for women in in terms of the sculpts and so on that they use. Well, and I think one thing that's really clear though that that they've already made apparent is um, that there's going to be many versions of all these characters. So yes. if you don't like Scarlet <laughs> now, I'm sure you'll find one that you like later on. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking too. It's just at the moment over here, it's not showing up at regular retail. It's all in um, either specialist online niche orders who are reselling from America, or there's like some comic stores have got them in. So it wouldn't surprise me if they eventually make it to our you know targets, Kmart's and and whatnot. But it'll probably be like wave five or something by that point. So we'll we'll see how we go. I guess watch this space. Yeah. That, are you are that. you able to does uh, Big Bad Toy Store ship internationally? It does. It's more just the you know like shipping is expensive. Yeah, less, the best of times, and at the moment yeah. it's it's really an arm and a leg. So, um, but I'm okay. I've got the first five. I'll get that. I'll probably get that Amazon Storm Shadow, and that'll be me about done at least for the moment. There's others I'd like to get, but you know I'm not gonna. Not going to spend triple their their price to to get them. <laughs> so I want to follow up on the accessory sets I was referring to because I found that the company, oh yes 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 it's yes. the company yeah, is called mm-hmm. Valiverse, who I'm not familiar with, um, but the brand is Action Force, and the reason I wanted to circle back to it is because I guess the the gung ho accessories. Um, are a Big Bad Toy Store exclusive, but I just realized that these gear packs are called Action Force Declassified Gear Packs. <laughs> so, so they're not even they're pretty wow. uh, pretty shameless, even with the the, the naming of these uh, accessories. They've so. they've just straight up got a Sergeant Slaughter figure as well. <laughs> right, like, right, yeah, it's that same it's that did, same company. Yeah, yeah. How did they even do that? Like, you know, because. Like the rights with Sergeant Slaughter are always so bizarre, and like um, having oh yeah, and they've got some like generic troopers and stuff who fit in with it. The the Steel Brigade instead of the Iron Brigade, <laughs> right? So like, yeah, yeah. So if you know if you're wanting to, I guess army build bad guys mm. for your Joes to fight, then it's probably a, a decent way to do that. Or if you're needing a stronger armory for your Joes too. Condor instead of Hawk. <laughs> this is they're they're pretty ballsy. I'm kind of impressed with this, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I yeah. need I need one of them to make a William the Fridge Perry figure, and I need it now. Yeah, it's what I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. It would surprise me if someone does it. Like, or eventually they're going to yeah. run out of regular characters, and they need to. They're going to need to do the weird ones. Will, will we get Crocmaster? Like, you know, this. Like, <laughs> will Will Josh finally be allowed to have oh. his S? <laughs> uh, Couldn't he? Wasn't Wasn't the story that they were only allowed to keep the animals? Yeah, yeah. So they could keep the those, wolves and the crocodiles, but. They, they were too occult. The characters themselves were too occult. I don't think they even thought that Crocmaster was that occult. That might have been the excuse they used at the time. I think they were more worried about him looking like some kind of S&M type or something like that. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a leather daddy. Yeah, so, he yeah. 100% is. He's, he's like a bomb leather daddy kind of thing. Like, you know, he's got the... You know who he looks a bit like? He looks a bit like um, Machine from 8mm. The um the murderer who wears the leather mask and is oh, killing man, people it's... for snuff films like uh but um yeah then he's got the crocodile skin vest so that's a bit different obviously but um 
Yeah, yeah, I can I can see why his parents didn't love it, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys was that the GI Joe episode of Toys That Made Us that you guys talked about this in, or was that it had to have been? Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. Although we have talked about GI Joe on like most of the episodes that Josh was on. Yeah, yeah. Especially if his brother was involved. Definitely never any bitterness attached to it or anything like that on his part yeah no no childhood scarring to speak of so <laughs> he got off squeaky clean but it's also the only like josh is not a, a modern collector so anytime we ask him to talk about toys that's basically his his uh main yeah. source of uh of things to talk about is gi joe uh with a a dash of ninja turtles in there i and teddy ruxman <laughs> <laughs> I got when I bought the the first few. I I think I bought like Snake Eyes and Destro. I sent him a message on Instagram saying, "Look at these toys I've got that you're not allowed to have." <laughs> which, <laughs> which might have been a little mean of me, but I you, I, I did you laugh. jealous, bro? Yeah, and he's like, "Destro looking good." And I was like, "Yeah, he is," and I'm allowed <laughs> to have him. Like um. But, You're that kid on the playground. <laughs> just, oh, he's like, yeah. my, my dad works for Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dad works and for I Hasbro. Already, and he's got the GI. I already have the fridge. He's got the GI Joe two coming out. Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got the he's got the accessory that makes Ninja Turtles and GI Joes compatible. Like the. the oh um, yeah. You know, you had mentioned that you don't know if we'll eventually get these kind of more tertiary characters, but I, I honestly think the fan response to these initial waves has been really, really strong. I certainly haven't seen any, mm. any um, peg warmers anywhere. Um, and if that's the case, you know, I would not be surprised at all if Hasbro turns this into another Marvel Legends thing where they're, you know, especially with like the Cobra Island set, if we're not going to start seeing that type of thing where they're just going to have characters on characters and all these different retail exclusives with different kind of branding behind them, you know, um, mm. a, a Walmart exclusive Tiger Force where, you know, they, they only yeah. uh, <laughs> waves of, of Tiger Force characters. So I, I would not, I would be surprised if we didn't start seeing some pretty, pretty uh, fun things come out of this. I think it'll be they're good. Kind of, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just think retail exclusives are the devil, basically. Oh, awful. Like, uh, yeah, yeah the, the worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing worse is con exclusives, because they're, they're harder for me to get. Con well, you know, and I so, think, Tom, I don't even know if you've made this comment online before, but, you know, it used to be, I've heard this complaint that con exclusives used to just be, like, paint variants or packaging uh, variants, mm. where it was, like, nice to have, but nothing that was critical yeah, to have. Yeah. Um, but occasionally now you've had some companies release stuff that are like critical parts of, of a collect, you know, people really, really want them and, and aren't able to yeah. get them, but I, Marvel Legends has done that for a long time. I think Mattel, well, at least with the Marvel Legends ones, they'd eventually get released as single pack ones. Like, yeah. you know, they did She-Hulk and like the She-Hulk they did was more ultra but ultra special one. But eventually you did get like a single card of She-Hulk a year or two later, I think it was. I am, I love to shit talk Mattel. So I'm actually going to throw most of the blame for this at Mattel's feet, particularly during <laughs> when, when they were doing the DC um, Universe Classics and when they were doing Masters of the Universe Classics. They released a bunch of characters who were maybe not the most essential, but they're sort of like, it's not even just a packaging variant. It's like, here are these characters that are never going to get released anywhere else. 
and yeah. uh, if you didn't get it at this con, then go fuck yourself, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I really disliked that Scott Neatwich guy for all the... Oh, yeah, boy. for all his Toy sort guru. of antics. Yeah, the... <laughs> Um, you know, look, I, I I shouldn't. Maybe maybe that's a little harsh. I don't know what he's like as a real person, but I did nah, feel fuck him. I did. <laughs> I always felt like his handling of criticism was exceptionally poor, and he <laughs> would like the he was clearly you know the PR messages he was out to give versus how the fans actually responded to it and he's like don't you just understand we just care about the fans so much and it's like no you don't you wouldn't like release you wouldn't you know it's okay he, to say we're in this for the money like don't pretend you're like huge fans of the fans and then like overtly stiff <laughs> people like this you know yeah 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 tom's hot take on on toy <laughs> <laughs> Well, Not that I controversial don't. in opinion, I don't. Think. No, Just, uh, um, cold, cold take by now. Yeah, He's been out, out of the game for a while, as I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, look, I hope he's doing well, and I hope that, like, yeah, I appreciate he was. Yeah, you know, there is that element of shooting the messenger as well. Like, so I don't want to be too rough yeah. on him, but you know, please. Well, you know, and, like, yeah. and I think that's <laughs> a lot of the area that. Um, NECA runs into is, you know, a lot of times they'll do this too, where they release characters that are only available at conventions, but they at least come out and say, this is literally the only way we can do this because of licensing, because the license holders will not allow us to release these on a mass scale in, in retailers. You know, we, we can only do this this way. And mm. that is at least yeah. understandable, but then I, occasionally those things loosen up and they're able to release them at retail later. And I think that makes some collectors upset because they're, it devalues, uh, you know, some of the, uh, con exclusives that they have, but fuck those collectors. Everyone should be able to get what they want. You know, people, people who complain about retail releases, devaluing their exclusives can fuck off. Like yeah. that is the, the most babyish complaint I've ever heard. Like you see it with any of NECA's stuff, like even without the con exclusives, you see people saying, Oh, I bought the original Jason back in and I can't believe you're reissuing it. Now it's gonna devalue it. I'm gonna lose all my like you know, I don't know if you understand how investing works. <laughs> right. But it's it's essentially like large scale gambling. Like and sometimes yeah. you lose. And like why are you hoarding action figures of horror characters for like five years or something? I, you know, get a life. And and I'm not going to say <laughs> I haven't made profit off of action figures before because I certainly have and, and have several times. And I always enjoy when I like that. But anytime I buy a figure, and I guess this is going to be some virtue sig <laughs> signaling here, but anytime I, I buy a figure, I am never, ever doing it just so I can turn a profit off of it. It's always something where in that moment I'm interested in it, I want it. And then usually my attention span wanes and I want something else later on, you know, but I, I just don't understand the mentality of, you know, there's so many other things you could do for so much more money than just trying to mm. play some sort of weird toy collecting stock market, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then, you know, I, I just, I just don't get it. Like, I think that. Uh, I don't know. I buy things because I enjoy them. There have been things I've resold over the years. I don't. Th I don't think I've ever resold for a profit. But that's more just been the nature of what I bought, as opposed to actively not trying to or anything like that. It's just, I at the moment I'm going through a thing like that, 
uh, okay, so one of one of my other big things is Dungeons and Dragons, which I think you guys know, but the listeners might not. So anyway, a couple yeah. of years, a couple of years ago, when some of the source books they were coming were coming out, they started doing retailer exclusive variant covers on some of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I ended up buying one of these because I think they didn't have the regular copy in stock at the time, and it was. Um, you, you know, it was the exact same price, so why the hell not, you know? But in the years since, yeah. like, it's the only one of these special covers I've bought, and it looks so out of place on my shelf, and it's always irritated me, and I've always thought, geez, I should sell that and uh, just replace it with a regular one. But I found out recently this one's now actually selling for, like, 400 USD on eBay. Oh, and wow. and like, Yeah, so... I, Sell it, bro. Yeah, that's what I want to do. And I, I don't want to, like... I, I've posted it in a couple of buy and sell groups on Facebook, and I've said, look, I don't want to make some obscene profit. Here's the price I'm asking for it. I essentially just want to be able to make a little bit of money and then rebuy... Um, you know, I want to send this to a home where it's going to be appreciated and then I'll just rebuy myself a regular copy, you know, because the regular copy is still in, still in print. You can buy that anywhere. So, uh-huh. but yeah, it's things like that. I, I don't have a problem with, I, I don't love professional scalping. I, I appreciate that it's always going to exist. It's part of the, ho- it's been part of the hobby since day one. You know, that there was someone back in like 1960 something when, the original G.I. Joes came out who was like buying them all up at the shop and then reselling them yeah. to his schoolmates for a profit or something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not like you went and got every copy of, of, of the D and D book to where no one else could get one. Like, no, absolutely happened, not. I was there. It on happened the day into and... a good investment by accident. Mm, mm, yeah. And this is, this is something that is why I think it's a very tricky, you know, you, you see a lot on Twitter and stuff and probably on Instagram too, of like the hashtag collectors helping collectors where people are trying to avoid scalpers by buying up all the product and then selling it at cost to each other online. And, and I, I, I think the, it, the, the it's purpose, a self-reinforcing problem, isn't it? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I, I think that the idea behind that is is good and sincere, and it's nice to be able to help people out. But I, I also feel like it causes the exact same problem, is that you're still <laughs> limiting other people's ability to get the figures that they're wanting at a at local scale, you know? And so yeah. I, I've, I've done some of that, but I've not... It, it's something that I don't like doing a lot of, because I, I feel like... As much as I would also like to avoid scalpers, I don't want to leave someone like myself out, you know, unable to get what they're looking for. So more virtue yeah, signaling that's... from Adam. <laughs> yes. No, I think I think that's kind of the thing. I think full blown professional scalpers are much actually rarer than most people think they are. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very easy to cry scalper when like Actually, sometimes stuff just sells out. Like, you know, NECA figures, like there's probably, I don't know, a production run of 10,000 or something like that, maybe a little more. Like, you know, stuff is going to sell out if it's in demand. Um, and, you know, the worst scalpers I've ever actually seen in real life have been like Hot Wheels ones. You get these, <laughs> yeah, bizarros like pouring through the boxes and the shelves and like you know borderline elbowing little kids out of the way so like you know and and like don't get me wrong i understand wanting specific things but uh, i don't know like <laughs> don't be it, that guy just it's don't be funny that, guy. that like, hot wheels collectors are just internationally weirdos 
um, that that's just a, <laughs> a global problem is Hot Wheels collectors being the, a, a little strange. They're the Napoleonic war gamers of the toy collecting world. Like they're always <laughs> old. They're always weird. There's never any young people uh-huh. involved. Like, yeah. you know, the, yeah, the <laughs> um, they're always estranged from their children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife might've, my wife might've got my house, but she didn't get the hot wheels, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he specifically fought in court to keep the hot wheels. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there, there is that kind of like, yeah, there's that energy coming off them. One, what if they're listening though? That terrifies me well, that we've insulted you know, like, uh, fans. Yeah, well, well um, exactly. That was exactly. all jokes. This is a joke podcast, and we're actually right, big yeah. Hot Wheels collectors over Co- here. Comedy. Co- collecting, comedy, collecting Hot Wheels is awesome. Pouring through them and elbowing kids off. <laughs> You know, denying kids the opportunity to buy like a two dollar car—that's kind of a jerk move. Like, you know, yeah, the, yeah collect collect them all you want, but go for your life. Like, <laughs> now, is it okay when the when a new Batman wave drops from McFarland to yell, "Get the hell out of here, brat!" <laughs> at Target? Um, because I may or may not have done that a time or two. <laughs> at, I can listen, imagine you doing that as well. <laughs> at our at our local Target, I see way more people our age thumbing through figures than I ever see children in that toy section. <laughs> I it, I just I just don't think kids are that interested. They're not. The my kids like the, my kids as soon as they yeah. learned about video games, I I can't figure out what to get them for Christmas <laughs> because they, you know, it used to be just get them a shitload of toys. My kids don't care. V-bucks. Yeah. My, yeah. Oh, I can't stand. Anyway, that's a different subject, but uh, <laughs> my my kids don't Chomkins. give a shit about Chomkins. toys. Yeah. <laughs> Charmkins. <laughs> good callback. Good callback. Yeah. yeah, roll, yeah, up, yeah. roll up to the school with my Charmkin. <laughs> and I mean, they're at an age now Classic. where I wouldn't necessarily expect them to be in toys, but they, they've been out of, you know, their interest in toys has been gone for years now. They just really let go of those at a very it'll, young age. I mean, it'll I'm, come back when they're 30. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think, like, I probably, and, and, we're all about the same age, give or take. I'm an 85 baby. Um, and I think I stopped buying, I stopped getting toys when I was probably 12. And the only reason I was still getting yeah. them was because like the Star Wars Power of the Force line came out and, you know, a few relatives knew I loved Star Wars. So I all of a sudden I had a buttload of those figures, which were cool, but I wasn't really playing with them by then. And yeah. then, um, yeah, then I had no real i collected a few ninja turtles when i was about 18 when that 2003 series came out but it, it really didn't kick in again till i was in my late 20s when i found out about necker's predator stuff like and that that sort of sparked everything but conversely i spent a lot of time playing warhammer during that period as well and if you're my dad you think that's exactly the same thing as toys and that's not a totally unfair critique <laughs> either <laughs> dad Dad, they are so not the same thing. Yeah, That's, and I think these are mini. I think I've shared miniatures for a war game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's I've very... shared this story before too. But like I, you know, I was kind of the same thing where I kept playing with toys until probably I was a little <laughs> bit older than I should, and then I was. This is good. I was kind of shamed out of it by my so, sister. So you're like twenty two or something. <laughs> right, or... right. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember being playing with something in the living room and my sister was like, why are you still playing with toys? And then I also remember a time where I asked my aunt was 
I was shopping with her and she asked what I wanted for my birthday and I said some big play set or something and she kind of was like, are you sure that's what you want? <laughs> and so, and please. Yeah. And it, so I was kind of shamed out of playing with toys. I took a few years off, but then, you know, like you said, when I was, uh, you know, probably 17 or 18 or something, I, then I got into more like collecting well, collecting was... i wasn't playing with toys anymore but it, it didn't take me long before i was like wait i can still buy toys just not play with them anymore well that was when um that world of springfield line came out wasn't it like, yeah exactly know, 2001 2002 something like yeah. that yeah. such a great so, such a great line i regret getting rid of those figures a lot so is your sister older than you or she's is younger. She younger that's or? that's what made it uh, so humiliating yeah. ouch yeah. yeah that's cruel yeah or did, did you have a sick burning response, like, well, maybe you should fix your face or something, you know? Oh, yeah. The, the oh, yeah. Sort of childhood insults or... Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I came back with something that was not not equivalent in any way, but it was the quickest thing I could, I could think of. Yeah, but, well, your bra is small. <laughs> like, I think maybe she had, like, a stuffed animal that she still kept in her bed, you know, when she slept. I hate to say sleep with, because I don't think it was, like... A requirement you know i don't know that it was necessarily a thing she had to have every <laughs> night but it was there so it was like well why are you sleeping with stuffed animals still type of thing but i think i would have been more brutal like you know, if it, it's not a situation that happened with me but i can imagine like sitting there with luke Sky- jedi knight luke skywalker and um like uh i had a couple of the shadows of the empire figure so like chewbacca with a punk Ooh. haircut or something <laughs> yeah um, like if if my sister if my sister had come in and been like you know why are you even playing with that i would have been like well i might be playing with this but mum and dad don't even love you or something like that <laughs> you know, like just, just wildly disproportionate yeah <laughs> well i i might i might have star wars toys but uh it turns out you're adopted so. yeah. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't really do the adopted one but we'd like tell each other that none of us had any friends or something like that like you know, <laughs> yeah. my yeah. oh you <laughs> my sister did do the adopted one but it was because it was true um oh, yeah, <laughs> so see, that's that's all did she actually use it against you as a as a legit insult? she did once but my comeback was oh, so strong oh, oh. it never came up again which was that mom and dad got me on purpose but she was an accident right you know uh, that's wow. the best yeah. possible burn. Yeah. So that's that's a nuclear burn, and yeah. and there's so much truth to it. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know, the, <laughs> I don't know the the specific case there, but odds are there's so much truth to yeah. it. No, definitely. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's that's sick. She's still feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that, maybe that's what you should get your uh, your sons for for Christmas, Adam. Get them Warhammer or Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. And yeah, uh, teach them a teach them a craft. Tom, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just telling you that it, it won't go over. My kids bully me for being too nerdy. They're not uh, they're not <laughs> oh going to be God. tabletop uh, gamers. I can promise you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of them one of them is really into you know, fantasy and stuff like that. So I, I don't know what direction he'll go eventually, but he doesn't have too much interest in, in gaming in, in that regard right now. But yeah, the, the oldest no, one, I he's, think... he's a lost cause. Forget about it. He's, he's a football <laughs> player. So. Oh, right. Oh, oh. so he's, he's going to be a jock. And <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Not to, beat not, up nerds if he's listening, yeah. that's not to say I love him any less at all. It's just those interests are his and you know, mine are mine. So. 
Yeah, we, and we know, may not agree with your interests, but whatever. We respect you. We respect you. As <laughs> as long as he's not collecting Hot Wheels, I'll be happy. <laughs> Come home and find this secret stash of Hot Wheels under the bed or something like that. Yeah, it's not what it looks like. I learned I it from you, God. Dad. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Um, actually, God. although not strictly toy related, I, on that Warhammer note, I will say the new edition of Warhammer 40,000 came out uh, about a month Ooh. or so ago. So I picked up the new rule book and picked up a whole bunch of miniatures. My wife has some mixed feelings about this, but it'll be fine. I was just going to ask to what extent the uh, your your prior collection is able to be incorporated into the new edition. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Well, well the thing is, uh, I've been out of it for years, and so it was sort of the new edition to me back in. I think it's more that, and I... I try and be self-aware and try and recognize my own shortcomings and things like that and habits I have. And I think that it's more that she has seen me go through multiple phases of collecting different nonsense, <laughs> shall we say? And I, yeah. think, I think Warhammer has more staying power than, say, Funko Pops or something like that. But you know, it's, it's been here since the like the eighties, dude. It's here to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the the interest is a more ongoing thing. Like whereas now I look at all the Funko Pops I bought a few years ago, and I'm just like, what <laughs> the fuck was I thinking? Like, you know, it's yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm trying to clear out or sell a, a whole bunch of them at the moment. But um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really have but to tell I... myself that with Funko Pops a lot. Well, and with other things too, but like that's because I I will shift gears on my interest in collecting a lot. And I kind of touched on mm. this last time, but I will buy stuff so impulsively that I will not care about in the near future at all. And I'm I'm trying to gauge something or, you know, pull some of that back. But uh yeah, there was recently some Funko Pops where I was very, very close to buying <laughs> and was like, dude, oh, I man. you cannot get into buying Funko Pops. You just gotta let these go, you know. But mm. Yeah, I I think Pops are, are officially over for me. C- can I tell a, a Warhammer adjacent uh video game story? Yeah. Sure, sure. Tom knows because I was sending pictures to him because uh, I, I knew he'd find it funny as a Warhammer head. But I was recently playing uh, the video game The Last of Us 2, which I played through a few times. And um, somebody on the design team or something is uh, is a, a big tabletop nerd. Because every other house you go in, it's like a post-apocalyptic landscape, right? So you go into all these houses that have been abandoned for 40 years or whatever, <laughs> decades. Every other house you go into has an entire tabletop setup <laughs> and like like a, a, a shelf full of, of manuals, um, a bunch of miniatures on the table that look um, surprisingly similar to Space Marines. But like, but it, it will also have like a... Copyright intriguingly uh, close, I would say. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, it, it throws it off because they'll also have like a Dungeon Master's... Um, what do you call it? Screen, um, like a DM screen. screen, yeah. Yeah, so they'll have a screen, but they'll also have the Space Marines. I don't know if that's how they do it in Warhammer. <laughs> it, 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 it is it not. And that they've, okay. You can tell they've done it to avoid copyright, but also... Yeah. Also, definitely to irritate like hardline purists as well, like, <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. which which is a, which is a huge flex. Like, well done, Naughty Dog. Like, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I, I was I was triggered by this. <laughs> it's it's just it's just funny to see like in this world how many people were tabletop gamers. Maybe after all the uh, uh you know electronics went down and the power grid and everything, uh, tabletop games were all, and and dice were all we had left. Well, and, and with uh, to, with. Uh, you know, quarantining and social distancing and everything. Maybe more and more people are starting to get into tabletop uh, tabletop gaming. I think. Well, it, it's definitely spurred me to purchase a few things. You know, I and a new DM screen for my game of Warhammer. Like the. <laughs> <laughs> and you in in the game, you can even go into an abandoned games workshop. They they don't call it that, but it's a it's a store for that sells the Space Marines. And you can like uh, destroy all the um, uh, merchandise and stuff like that. <laughs> what would uh, what would happen in the Warhammer community if this new edition or a new edition suddenly introduced a dungeon master element to it? Just uh, <laughs> unexplained. Just uh, suddenly they were like, now you're going to need a third player to oversee uh, and determine the outcome of this thing. When you change anything about Warhammer at all, the winges come out in full force. Like <laughs> it, 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 they, uh, I don't know if they're as big babies as the toy collecting community, but they're, they're, they're look, it's it's a pretty close call. I, I, I bet it's comparable. Yeah, yeah, oh uh, yeah. It might even be worse to be honest. So like anything, anytime anything happens, like if tomorrow Games Workshop said all our miniatures are going to be free from now on, you, there's no charge. People would complain because they've spent so much money over the years on it, and yeah. why should all these new players get everything free, even though they exactly. now can get everything for free? And they would also say, "Well, I don't want it to be free because then, like, all these newbie casuals will be playing as well. Like, you know, that you can't like. There's always a certain contingent of the fan base you can't please, but there, there's um, you know, some people in particular you can't, <laughs> you know, that that's just a particularly yeah. big contingent." Yeah. Let me ask this about the new edition. Um, uh, are there any updates sto- story-wise uh, to the 40K universe that you want to uh, fill us in on? Well, I think now the thing that I thought was odd was like when you're playing a game, both you and the other player have to take your general models, um, who, whoever that is. And at the beginning of the game, you have to make the models kiss. And at the end of the game, you have to make them kiss again in a show of good sportsmanship. You're not allowed to shake hands I've, anymore. Like, I've I've known Tom long enough to know that that joke was coming. But it, was, it was still just as funny. Yeah. Um, how, how's the how's the God Emperor? Is he getting better? No, no. One, one of the Primarchs is back, but um, the the head of the Ultramarines, the the blue ones that you like, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm dumb. Yeah. yeah, they're Primarchs back, but um, but no, the Emperor's still like, you know, still kind of rotting away, kind of not. When, you know, like, they, when when are they going to find a cure in in universe for being a, a zombie Emperor and, and bring him back to life? Okay, so here's here's my thought process. Right, this is this is totally separate from other from other stuff. Right, but so when I was yeah. a teenager, I used to play this role playing game called Vampire the Masquerade, and oh yeah, as part of the like yeah, I was an edgy goth teen, like you know, <laughs> sue me, like yeah. So they sure. actually had a whole meta story built into it where it was all building up to this like apocalyptic event. And then they released so many books that just advanced. They were advancing the timeline in real world time for a while. And so this would have been about 2001, 2002. And then the event actually happened, like the big cataclysm. And you've just, 
written yourself into a corner, like you, your stuff. Yeah. And I think that thinking about it from a storytelling perspective, you, you can't ever have the Emperor either die or come back to life because it, it just true. changes too much. So I think he's always going to be in this weird, big. like, oh, he's deteriorating and no one can stop it, but... You know, uh, he's going to be like that for a few thousand more years, at least. You know that that I think, I, I think they'll they'll hand wave it away. To be honest, yeah. Sure. I mean, why why change up the the basic formula? Yeah, that's worked for for decades now. Speaking so, of changing up the basic formula, Adam, I wanted to yeah, touch on a Funko Pop related tweet that you <laughs> shared about a week ago. Okay. Uh, do you know the one Please I mean? Do. It's it's related I'm... to a favorite Iron Man pop. Oh, wait, say it again? It's related to a favorite Iron Man pop that was on the shelf watching while something while something oh. very exciting happened oh. to a person for the first. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember it. I tweet so much and have recently gotten some trouble for my tweeting on another account. So I've uh, uh, my brain oh, is a little bit scrambled on, on tweets right now, but. Okay, well, I might because I saved this and sent it to a few friends because <laughs> I think it, I think it's either not true or so ridiculous. But I need to. I I feel like we need to discuss this a little and unpack it. Okay. 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 So, so th- what was the tweet? This yeah. was posted to some forum, and Adams either found this screenshot somewhere or retweeted it or something. So, uh, article heading: Do you still have any pops that were there with you when you lost your virginity? So it finally happened yesterday. I've been talking to this girl on a dating app for a while, and yesterday she came over for the first time. Let's just say we got down and dirty. My favorite Iron Man (laughs) pop was on the shelf. I was getting some action, and I actually looked over at it a few times just to be sure he would be included in the memory. I was already greatly fond of this pop, but I'm feeling a lot more sentimental now that it's been part of such an incredible experience. I don't think I could ever threesome. I don't think I could ever get rid of it now. Is there anyone on here who's had a similar experience? What pops do you still have from when you lost your virginity? So Jesus. So, so I, 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 I yeah, go ahead. I I I read it and like I know that like look different strokes for different folks. I I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but it's it's just kind of haunted me ever since. And I don't I sent it to a couple of friends and I don't still don't know what to make of it, to be honest. Like, yeah. I Personally, I have the decency to turn my toys away so they face the other way when I decide to get down and dirty. I uh, I made a joke when I retweeted that. I made a joke that I lost my virginity while looking at my uh, Toy Fair exclusive radioactive Homer uh, from the uh, <laughs> Simpsons line, which it, so, to kind of explain that, I, I do believe that action figure was probably there looking over me when I lost my virginity, but I was not making eye contact with it while I lost my virginity. So, uh, yeah. So, but, yeah, uh, yeah, but no, yeah, just, I, uh... that's the whole thing. And that was kind of the, the point of my joke there is like, first of all, that's a weird thing to be that into your toys that you want them to like experience your life with you but um it's a it's a weird flex yeah but also if you were gonna be that into something why funko pop you know get into one of your like fucking really cool like early 2000s con exclusives (laughs) or you know something you know one of NECA's quarter scale 
my McFarlane Twisted <laughs> Souls collection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. These are these are Funko Pop people for whom the Funko Pop is like the epitome of 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 their collectordom. Yeah. So they don't they don't have all the all the, all the cool adult shit that we have. Right. We, someone needs to uh, post about losing their virginity in front of a foam Tony. That's what we. Uh... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah. At, at one point, I at one point I got tired and I I, I tagged a foam Tony in because he's he's life size and anatomically yeah. correct. For uh, longtime listeners of the show may know what that means. For those who don't, uh, when we say foam Tony, we're referring to the life size foam uh, Iron Man uh, that I I think NECA makes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they that. It's like three three hundred dollars or yeah, more, something. something very expensive. But there's a, I think there's well, a Wonder Woman pre, and a Deadpool out right now. Uh, yeah, there's quite ooh, a few yikes. of them. There's life size Thanos as well, too. Like you know, the, oh god, yeah, seven feet tall. Or Where we, yeah, 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 it's huge. Uh, but so I guess um maybe to to round things out a little. Does anyone have anything exciting on pre order at the moment, or or anything else coming out? I'm still waiting on that Iron Giant that's been paid for for months now, and <laughs> yep, uh, yep, yep. no, no word on that. Mm. that yeah. That's really unusual for Mondo, isn't it, to like miss release dates and not update people? They're always they're so <laughs> they're so on time with it. So, I've always so got punctual. my Mondo releases earlier than expected. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Um, oh, I should also also mention I've got. Uh, Two Billie Eilish dolls on pre-order. They were pushed back, so great. Oh, everything's getting pushed back at the moment, though. Like yeah, yeah. True. I, true. On, I think I said that last time, too, that a lot of the pre-orders I have on uh, Big Bad Toy Store right now, just they've been showing originally that they were going to be available at the beginning of the year, and they just keep adding a month to that every, every month. So um, I've yeah. ended up actually with a pretty uh, relatively lengthy pre-order list, which mostly consists of a couple Mezco figures and then all those um, Back to the Future NECA figures. So, Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they've started hitting store shelves in the States. I've seen a few people sharing pictures of them on Instagram. So I imagine they won't be too much longer. But, yeah, um, well, and that's the nice yeah. thing about Big Bad Toy Store is that those pre-orders come up and, you know, I can base, make it very easy to guarantee I'm going to get this figure, you know, and then if I do mm. happen to find it in a store or something, they make it equally as easy to cancel the, the pre-order or whatever. So it, it, to me, I think Big Bag Toy Store is an excellent safety net for collectors on, on certain things. So, Yeah, absolutely. I am still waiting on my Mezco 112 Conan the Barbarian. Um, so I'm mm. pretty sure I paid for that about a year ago now. Um, and it Damn. was meant to be out in like, I mean, there was always going to be a lengthy wait time. I think it was meant to be out in June yeah. originally, something like that. But here we are in near mid-October and uh, zero stars, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get conspiracy theory with it, but something has happened with the 112 Collective on Mezco's end because – they their delays no, on that it's have weird. been yeah. extreme, and then they've completely stopped almost uh, announcing any new any new figures. And I don't know if part of that's yeah. you know with everything going on, just whatever factory they're using has just completely uh, floundered, or what the situation is. But but something very odd has happened with the one twelve collective. I feel like. 
No, it, it is odd. And, you know, but weirdly, they've got these exclusives like that Nosferatu and Death Dealer. And, um, but some of the stuff they announced ages ago has just had no updates. Like, because yeah. it's a spooky toy, I was going to mention Ghost Rider specifically. Like, I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like a lot of their Comic Con teases or Toy Fair teases, uh, I feel like a lot of those never see the light of day, or at least not for a long time. So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, look, it's an odd line, I will say that. Like, the Conan I wanted to get because, like, there aren't that many Conan toys out there, and the Super 7 ones look like shit. <laughs> um, so, um, they're doing an Arnie Conan at the moment, and it just looks terrible. It's like a, re- <laughs> it's like a realistic Arnie head on a, on a uh, Masters of the Universe classics body, and it. Uh, just, Re- Wait, yeah. so they got the facial likeness right, but the body is not right? Yeah, I think they've just reused parts from when they overtook um, <laughs> Masters of the Universe classics, and it looks. I see. Either way, it looks bad, you know. Um, yeah. So, whereas the the Mezco one's based on Frank Frazetta's art, I don't think there's ever been an action figure of that before. So, um, no, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it looks it looks incredibly cool. But uh, yeah, here we are still waiting. So I, I don't know if maybe the the line the line is odd. It's like the same scale as Marvel Legends, but it's literally like five times the price. Yeah. Um, so, and I think yeah. that might be a tough sell because normally at that sort of price point, you can be getting one six figures and things like that. Yeah, and and the prices keep going up. You know, I, I think it used yeah. to be like they were averaging between seventy or eighty, and now a figure will come out and it's getting much closer to a hundred dollars or more per figure. And yeah, yeah, I I think people can justify eighty dollars or seventy dollars because of the quality. Um, but you're going to have to start getting a lot more of a figure for a hundred, a hundred and fifty, or two hundred dollars. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially too, like so they started off and they made like uh, I think everyone was excited initially because they did those Star Trek figures and they did some really nice Marvel stuff and nice DC stuff and the Star Trek ones. Like I, as I said, I'm not that fussed on Star Trek, but they looked excellent. I saw a couple of them in real life, and I mean, like ninety percent of the Star Trek figures out there are total shit. So it doesn't surprise <laughs> me that they found an audience. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's licensing. Them, you know, they yeah, yeah. But they were going to do uh, the whole crew, and like you know, that that seems to have fallen off the rails. I guess I'm, like maybe there's. I would get more of that. I was disappointed. Yeah, mm. I honestly had thought mm. I would get the Star Trek ones at some point if they had had any more. But yeah, it, it seems like they keep doing a thing where they start something that is really good and promising and then just don't finish it so it's like if you wanted to be uh you know really get into dc or or marvel or star trek or uh the horror classics you know it's like you can always get a couple really good representations of what you're looking for um but Mm. you're never going to get anything for a for a really good solid collection Mm, you can have 17 Batmans, but no Mr. <laughs> yeah. Miracle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Speaking of that, I uh, I sold my Batman Supreme Knight without opening wow. it. Wow. Oh, you did? I, wow. Yeah, because you, yeah. you were torn on that one last time we spoke. I just, yeah, I had kind of lost interest, and uh, yeah, I just, I, <laughs> I sold it for like 80, 80 something. So, you know, I I think I lost a few bucks, give or take. But I did the same thing whatever. with the, the Nosferatu. 
Oh yeah. Oh, did you get the Nosferatu? Yeah, it, it was one of those things. Anytime, oh, anytime they I come wish out, you told me because because I probably would have bought it off. Oh, you, I'm I'm sorry, Tom. I'll remember that next time. It's something horror related, but yeah, um, I'm I'm not angry, just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those things where I, you know, when they announced it, it was like I, I don't know. I go through a weird thing where it's like if I don't get this, I'm somehow missing out. You know, major FOMO. Uh, there yeah, and then yeah. as, as soon as it came, I was like, "But where does it really fit in with anything I I own?" You know, so, <laughs> so I ended up selling it. But yeah, there, and of course they re- released better versions of the Supreme Knight right as I was trying to get rid of yeah. mine. So mm-hmm. yeah, no. and I'm I'm totally priced out of those. Yeah, that's it's it's disappointing. I think it's aligned with huge potential, but I can also see why it's in a weird spot for collectors and the price point's probably a little bit high for I mean Conan yeah. I think in Australian dollars was like hundred and sixty or something like wow. that. Um Damn. and I appreciate that some of that's the licensing and you know the Frazetta estate and you know you've got some of the artwork being reprinted and you know and it, it does have a lot of accessories so I could kind of justify it. But I was also a bit like yeah. It's probably never going to be anything else like this, so I'll do it. But I think I bought it after I got my tax return last year, maybe. So, yeah, it was something. It was one of those like extravagances that that sees you in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Well, do we have any uh, any spookiness to go out on? Any scary stories to tell in the dark? There's one last one. The Super Seven did their King Diamond figure pre-order. Um, That's pretty spooky. It's pretty spooky. Yeah, I, I think King Diamond's kind of meant to be a vampire, but not like uh, I don't, I don't know that he ever quite clarified that. But you know, either, either way, he's spooky. So it looks kind of like it fits in with the Masters of the Universe classic style, but not as buff. Uh, you know, not as not as you know, which way to the gym is sort of sort of look. But um, <laughs> but uh, I. I didn't end up pre-ordering him, but I think I'll probably pick it up when it comes out. So watch this space next year. I'm, I'm trying to get my uh, my Papa Emeritus, so we'll we'll see if I pull the trigger on that. Oh, like one of the re- reaction ones, or isn't that Super Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I think but, but this is this is like a proper like um, yeah, it's like an yeah. ultimate edition. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If I, I wish it. they did ghost. In, yeah, I wish they did ghost in that that better <laughs> that better line. But uh, oh, reaction is the best we're going to get for now. They, they will. We're, we're like five minutes from being at Wake. Like, don't be surprised <laughs> if they announce it on Halloween Eve or something like that. Oh, you know, that'd be yeah. a great time to announce it. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts or yeah, yeah. I don't think the ghost merchandising train is going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, do, don't leave us hanging with just stupid Funko Pops because that's going <laughs> to cut it with me. You got you got one of the Funko Pops though, didn't you? Because there's like two or no, three now. Or, I don't. Yeah. I I don't want them. I mean, I I'm trying to get Funko Pops out of my house, I not should, bring more in. I should post one to you or something like that, and <laughs> just just watch you seethe seethe with rage. <laughs> you get. I didn't want this. Like, the, um, I mean, yeah, not saying I throw it away, throw it out. <laughs> Would I pay money for it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I I understand that. There, there's um definitely room to be made. I think yeah, but I'll be surprised. They've done statues and stuff, so I'll be surprised if he doesn't get like a six mm. or seven inch figure eventually. Right, mm. that'd be cool. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Anything spooky at your end or? Uh, no, I uh, just just living for the Lord and the light over here. 
<laughs> oh, so you're uh, you're not a, not into the Halloween stuff this year, huh? No, nope. when uh, I don't know what you guys have just been talking about for the last few minutes, but <laughs> I was uh, just loading up my Christian Satan. ska CDs and <laughs> we're over here with our Satan music. You got Five Iron Frenzy yep. on the playlist. Yeah, it's, it's, it, strictly strictly old mxpx only um you know yeah or is he not allowed now that my career is an agnostic these days right right (laughs) (laughs) um i'll have to check with josh on that one and see if he's still out or not yeah (laughs) yeah but nope nothing uh, spooky here I, i think uh psycho gore man was about the spookiest thing that's happened to me recently so now that hey, listen, no joke. If they someone decided to pick up a Psycho Goreman line of action figures, I would buy every single one of those aliens because they were pretty dope. That you know what that means. Now that you've said that, they're going to get Funko Pops. Yeah. Like, oh god, <laughs> and they're going to be terrible. We were hoping for Hasbro. We got Funko. Like <laughs> the uh, the main alien in that movie is is fairly uninspired. I mean, he's okay, but he looks like a. Uh, Orakai from Lord of the Rings or whatever, but um, yeah, he kind of does. All like, the all the other ones, yeah, all the other ones are like these weird. <laughs> I don't know how to describe <laughs> them, but they and they all look cheap. Like I said, they all look like bad uh, Power Ranger villains. But at the same time, I I kind of liked all <laughs> all of them. So <laughs> that's good. I rewatched the Toxic Avenger. I think about this time last year, and I was thinking about how it's. Oh, look, uh, I see why it would be tough to make something like that these days, um, yeah. just with some of the directions yeah. it goes. But I I think it's a shame that we don't have a few more films on those lines. So I think this is this has come along at a good time. I, I definitely want to watch this now. Yeah, it's mm. it's and I think it's worth watching. I would never tell anyone to expect great things from it, but <laughs> it's uh, it's not unentertaining to to watch. So. I think we need a remake of Let's Scare Jessica to Death. I think in this climate, now more than ever, let's get that going. Um, dream casting for Jessica. Uh, I, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to think. See, I thought you, <laughs> you guys haven't. See, I thought you were just going to say, oh, my wife or something like that, since her name my is wa- Jessica. Wait, d- so. let me take that again. Dream casting for Jessica. My wife. <laughs> Okay. Very nice. Um, very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, the the Borat two is the is there going to be a Borat? Oh, yeah, God. it's end end of the month. I think something like that. Yeah, oh yikes! Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, but I, I'm da- I'm down. I'm down. I, I'm keen. I'm keen. I I haven't watched Borat <laughs> in a long time. I feel like some of it I might. Uh, uh, have find more Some of them won't um, hold up. Find it more problematic now yeah, than I did in not, like 2006 or something. But uh, you never know. Yep. You never know. Yeah. We'll we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, a spooky note as any. Um, should we let Should we let Tom like like plug his own projects and sure. such? Sure. So I don't have a ton to plug, but if you want to give me a follow, I'm at Lupine Book Club on Instagram. Uh, I'm not on Twitter so much these days, though you can find me on there under the same handle. Um, and I am—I don't want to be too premature with this announcement, but I am hoping to launch a podcast of my own shortly, where we do talk about spooky things. But watch this yeah. space. I don't—I don't want to say too much and give too much away, but. Um, it's something that's been in the, the works for a little bit, so we'll see how it all pans out. I'm hoping that comes soon as well, because mm. I want to hear it. And 
uh, one time Tom did a zine and he put me and Adam in it. That's right. That yeah, it's still going. Yeah, it's no, no. Issue three is still in the works. It was meant to come out back in late May. So you might even oh. say I'm having a, a mondo or a mezco moment. Like the, <laughs> total, um, total mondo moment yeah, here. I'm still working on it. It's just been delayed with, um, you know. The, the general wider the pandemic. world circumstances. <laughs> Bl- blame it on blame it on the world. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's it, I will say it has been handy how the pandemic's become such catch-all excuse for everything. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. Like why didn't you why didn't you empty the dishwasher? Oh well, you know the pandemic. Like, uh, you know, That's uh, what I tell my wife. I say COVID. <laughs> That's why the house is so filthy. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're on Twitter, where where that's kind of Adam's uh, uh, zone. Yep, that's 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 where you can hear, hear gems like the the Funko Pop virginity experience. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> right, and now it's it's back to being my sole Twitter account. I have temporarily deactivated my other one, oh. so uh, I'm back to <laughs> being on Shelf Life Host uh, at Shelf Life Host full time now. What did you and, What did you do that got you in trouble? That'll That'll have to be an did, offline that, conversation. Oh. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure. It's very stupid. Uh, it's okay. very stupid. Um, Instagram, we got an Instagram at Shelf Life Podcast. Give that a follow. Um, listen to other podcasts on the Ox Network. I'm not going to really go into it, but I'll just say their names. My wife's podcast. It's called Are You There Pod, and my uh, where I've also new, guest starred. Ah, yes. Tom's all over the place. Mm. And I have a new-ish music podcast that's called uh, Discographology. Uh, and it's just spelled the normal way. So just search it the normal way. I haven't guessed out on that one yet, but hopefully... hopefully no, it, so. yeah. It, it, it's hard to work in a fifth person, yes. uh, especially <laughs> when it's all it's all Skype and it's a, it's a mess as it when is. When they get yeah. to the King Diamond <laughs> albums, is that a thing? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for, it's, for it's, sure. It's well, it's been a discussion. We the discussions, negotiations are ongoing. Right, right. <laughs> he's he, you know, he he's high up on the list of discographies to do. I'm sure. All right. All right. Well, anything else that I'm forgetting? No, I think I think that's it for me. Have a spooky Halloween, everyone. Yeah. You want to you uh, want to take us out the safe. the right way, Tom? I oh, if, I, right. if, if I if I say our. I'll, if I say our our thing, uh, I'll let uh, our our guest finish it if he wishes. Yeah, I'll get I'll get it right this time. I can't believe I found right. it so embarrassing last time. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> sometimes, I mean, it's been so long. So yeah, we, we take such long breaks that I I sometimes forget. So it's okay. But I think the way we end it is, I say, life in plastic, and I say, and then we live in a society. Yeah, that's it. No, no, no. The Joker, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Um, The spookiest villain of all. Um, No, so you say, you say your Uh, life in plastic. It's fantastic. Woo! Got it. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Yes. (laughs) 